When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. It's day two of the NFL draft. We're in the second round and our Chicago Bears are back on the clock. I'm Eros Lodewitt and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Bears Brothers podcast tonight. I'm joined by my Bears brothers, Brandon Hazlett, Nicholas Moriano, and Will Ingles. And we're all eagerly awaiting to see what our Bears are going to do here in the second round. Do they trade back? Do they make a selection right now? We're going to find out. The Bears do trade back. We'll try it again in a little bit tonight. But right now, I'm excited because I have a chance to go back to back perfectly in my mock draft as they end up going with Lorenzo Carter, the other linebacker from Georgia. But guys, there's just a handful of directions that Chicago can go here. Like I said, they can grab themselves a top talent on offense with either a lineman, a wideout, or they can go back to back on defense by drafting an edge guy or perhaps a defensive back. So I want to know, what are your thoughts on what's about to transpire? And Will, since you weren't here last night, I'm going to go ahead and let you begin. Well, for me, I think this is really a good opportunity for Pace to try to trade back and recoup some picks. Um, we all know that this is a very deep draft between rounds two and four, and stacking as many picks within this time period is really critical at this point. Like you like you said that we were talking about right before we went live, there are a lot of high-level talent players still there. If I had to guess, the one that people would trade up for is probably Mason Rudolph, uh, the probably the best remaining quarterback left, and probably the last one people think has a lot of franchise potential. That would be my guess is that they trade back right here, but uh, there's still a bunch of talent right here. I, Harold Landry would probably be the guy I look at right here personally, but th- there's so many ways they can go. Lots of good talent on the board. Yeah, there really is. What about you, Nick? Do you pick here? Or do you trade back? I'm leaning towards making a pick here because you can get almost another first round talent right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the pick here because, uh, like we said, there's a lot of good players on the board left. You have Iowa's Josh Jackson and uh, James Daniels, the guys that are both the uh, uh, with a center guard uh, position, you fill a need with the Bears. Or you go that uh, outside linebacker. And Lorenzo Carr is a guy that you had mocked uh, in your mock draft. That guy would be a great addition to the Bears. So I think they're going to stay with the pick and just, you know, draft the best available player. I mean, that's what Pace has been doing. And I, I think that they will make a pick here. All right, B, we have to round it out. What are your thoughts? I like how Nick had to plug in the Iowa guy there. Uh, but I, I think that they make the pick, and I think they keep it uh, on defense. If I'm going to be that specific, I don't know exactly who, but I uh, brought up Lorenzo Carter. That's a guy, you know, we've all talked about so far. Wouldn't mind seeing. I wanted or talked about potentially getting Darius Leonard, but he went to the Colts as soon as I said that before we went live. So that was like, well, that's out the uh, out the book there. But uh, yeah, I think they, they make the pick and I think they go defense. 
All right. So last night, right after the first round, I tweeted out a big board over at the Bears Bros on Twitter, and it was Harold Landry, Will Hernandez, Josh Jackson, Lorenzo Carter, Cortland Sutton, James Daniels, Connor Williams, and Christian Kirk. And of all those players, we have every single one available besides Will Hernandez, which I know was Nick's guy. So when I'm looking at this, again, the Bears can go in many directions. And just looking at who's still available, I want to know... What kind of player do you think will provide the team with the most value here? And maybe what's the player that can best sure up a current need? Nick, I want to go right to you. Yeah, so a guy that would, uh, I mean, I think right now there's a two good edge rushers still available, and that would really impact this defense because we've said it before countless times. There isn't much depth behind Leonard Floyd. We we talk about Sam Macho being a guy that's serviceable but not an impact player. So you can get an impact player here. May need a little bit of work in there. Again, people here weren't drafted in the first round for specific reasons due to injury. Maybe they need to develop a little bit more, but you can get an impact edge rusher here. So I think that would make the biggest impact right now. If you draft one of those guys, uh, I wouldn't be surprised with that pick. All right. And Will, while we're waiting, because we still have some time, the pick's not in yet. I want to know your thoughts on the Roquan Smith pick. I think that's the best move the Bears could make with where they were at. I think their thought process was, you know, we hope Quentin Nelson falls to us. He didn't. We hope we can trade back if he doesn't fall to us. And then Tampa Bay scooped him right in front of that. So they took the best player available. Roquan Smith was exactly that. I think he definitely helps Shores up in need. um, And he'll be a starter for hopefully the next 10 to 13 years. I think it's a very good pick, very beneficial for the future. I I know a lot of people. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TemperPedic.com. I wanted a big, uh, big impact, perhaps edge rusher, edge rusher there. But I think that Roquan Smith is a very strong and steady option that will provide stability in the middle of that defense for a long time. And that's a very good thing. Yeah, no, it's not a bad thing whatsoever. It's, like I said, it's very good. In fact, I mean, of course, I had a mock to the Bears, but I had a, you know, after a night's sleep on it, I woke up and I was still as excited as I was the night four about the pick, if not just even a little bit more excited when I'm thinking about all the possibilities of how he can just kind of blossom in this Bears defense. Nick, I know you're able to kind of watch uh, his introductory press conference just a little bit. What are some of your top takeaways? Oh, man, I think the big thing that I took away from that press conference I was talking today Nick. with a buddy. Yes. Real quick, I just want to cut you off the... They just announced the Buccaneers pick with Ronald Jones, so there's still all the guys we just talked about on the big board still available. But Man, ahead. Pace has a bunch of picks, oh, to pick oh. from, uh, so it's going to be exciting. But the biggest thing, uh, just in the classroom, uh, Roquan Smith chose to do economics, uh, his major, just because it was a challenge for him. He didn't, and the thing is, he didn't, uh, you know, bash any of those other kind of majors that you can just take just because you're a football player. He, he said, you know, I chose to just go a different route. Uh, that spoke, you know, tons of praise to me from him to do that and just challenge himself not only on the, the, the field, but obviously in the classroom. Seems so comfortable in front of the media, just a guy who who seems like he's been there before. He wasn't acting like, oh, I'm a top 10 talent. Look at me. He, he you know, very thorough with his answers, very genuine. And I really like that about him. I think that moving forward, he's going to be a great interviewee uh, for, you know, the media guys there and just be a, a great player to, you know, want to talk to the media. So it's going to be great. All right, guys, I have three words for you. You got it right. Pick Did is in. The pick is in. Oh, no. That's Did four. You... So I took out the because I said three. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like right, Will so... or Nick's answer there. All right. So <laughs> last night, we were kind of 
debating how we want to go about this. And guys, I already see the pick. Same. So what's this go for right now? So at the 39th pick of the 2018 NFL draft, Nick's going to get excited for this one. The Bears select offensive lineman James Daniels from Iowa. Nick, take it away. That's your guy. Yeah, this is my guy, and I think this is a great pick because he's such a versatile guy. I mean, and especially with now the system that's going to be in place on offense where you're going to have these offensive linemen having to get up to that second level, being able to move. James Daniels is a guy that can really do that, and I think having that now, it kind of – we don't know if he's going to be the center. We don't know if Whitehair is going to be the center. He's versatile. You can have him play the guard. You can have him play the center. So it's a great addition for the Bears. Um, I'm not actually watching it right now. Mike Singletary is about to announce a pick. But, yeah, this, you know, it fills a need for the Bears. They need to get some kind of guard. Obviously, they have Eric Cush there. But I guess they they wanted to get a young versatile player and that's what James Daniels is and we'll we'll talk more about uh some background I have some cool background information but uh yeah what do you guys think of this pick you know personally guys I'm very excited because he's someone I don't believe I had him in a mock draft but he's someone who I did some definite research on and Nick like he said he's versatile he can play center and he can play guard and that just makes the Bears options uh right now with Cody White here just that much more you know in, at least interesting throughout OTAs to see how they want to kind of peg Daniels and White here. But right now, Daniels, he's going to start. There's no way you draft him right now and he doesn't start. So we, we see him starting. The question is where? And I think the Bears have an idea of where. Um, honestly, we won't know until OTAs, maybe even training camp, and see how that kind of all shakes out. But Brandon, you're the trenches, guys. So I got to go to you. Yeah, the, uh, James Daniels, like you guys were talking about, versatile player. And that's why uh, I, I I like Billy Price, but he went in the first round. So getting James Daniels is definitely uh, the next best option as far as versatile uh, interior lineman here. Uh, he seems like your typical Iowa lineman, big. Uh, he's 6'3", 306, I believe is what he's listed at. Uh, those are just kind of my initial takeaways from it. I think I'm very excited. Just, I think he's definitely going to be a plug-and-play guy. Do you agree, Brandon, that uh, offensive line was totally acceptable right here this high in the second round? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I believe, yeah, because I had a second round uh, offensive line being taken in my mock draft. Uh, Nick did as well. And it fills that that Josh Sitton hole that we uh, needed to fill. And if history repeats itself, uh, when the Bears took Cody White here in the second round a couple years ago, uh, he's going to turn out to be a pretty good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm, no doubt about it. Let's go over to Will. What are your thoughts? You know, you mentioned before that this versatility aspect is so viable. And and I think that's exactly, we mentioned Cody White here a lot so far. And I think that this is very emblematic of that pick as well. Pace likes to pick really raw athletes in the second round. We saw that with Shaheen. We saw that with Goldman and Whitehair. They are very well-rounded athletes that will be able to get the job done from a physical standpoint without question. And like you said, we don't know whether it's going to be center or guard, but it's that versatility to be able to flip around, you know, if injuries start to arise. That's absolutely paramount in today's NFL. I think it's a good overall pick. The only problem for me now is that that big edge rush hole that we talked about isn't going to be looked at till tomorrow. And unless we see it, we have an unforeseen trade up, which I mean, Pace doesn't really have the ammo for at this point. So. You can take some of the fourth rounds in next year if you want. If you want to mortgage a little bit, you could. I don't think he should, but he could. Exactly. But you're still in that quandary that you're going to have to wait now for a while. So I, I, I think it's a pick that needed to happen, and this is a need that needed to be addressed. But it, it still makes me a little nervous as to hitting on this fourth round pick, which I have to imagine would be at the outside linebacker position. Sure, yeah. And when I'm looking here over at PFF scouting report, they said that the Iowa's head coach said that Daniels is the most NFL-ready center that he's ever coached. And Nick, I believe you told me the saying, you can never go wrong with an offensive lineman from Iowa. Am I correct? No, you can never go wrong. Those guys you know, are fed corn on a daily basis. That's all that's around Iowa. <laughs> so they are just corn-fed 
you know, moving machines. That's what they do. Um, yeah, but you can't go wrong there. And the thing is, when he's in space, he's not your typical offensive lineman. It looks like he's lost out there. He he can move, position himself in a way to where he's going to make a seal that block to, you know, hopefully spring Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen open. That's why I really like Daniels in this offense and Mark Helfridge being, you know, at Oregon and then, it's going to be way different than what we've seen. And you need versatile linemen that can fit that mold. He is that guy. So I'm really excited for the pick, but will you, you mentioned it. I, I would have liked to see an edge rusher here. Honestly, even though Daniels obviously went to my alma mater at Iowa, it's just now you don't address that until the fourth initially until the fourth round, unless you, we, we do move up, but it, it wasn't need. It's just, I think, you know, edge rusher was just a bigger one at this point. Yeah, I want to add real quick too to the the Iowa lineman being uh, you can't go wrong with them. Whenever I'd go to Purdue games, uh, because I've been going since like 2005 or so uh, on a yearly basis, I always very much dislike watching Iowa come in because their offensive linemen were just freaking huge. And James Daniels again just represents that, and he's also athletic on top of it. Yeah, do you guys worry that he's sub 300? I just saw that, and for me initially, I was surprised by it. I'm not worried. It's 294. It's not like you know six pounds is going to make the biggest difference in the world but will when you're thinking of like an interior offensive lineman especially going up against a team like the rams coming up later this year does that lack of weight worry you just a little bit or no um not a whole lot to me because playing at a division three level you really start to learn that technique and bringing your hips is probably your technique is the biggest difference that separates you uh you know competition level wise I really don't think that those extra pounds are going to affect him a whole lot and if it comes at the slight consequence of losing just a smidge at the, the front of attack in order for him to get out on the linebackers, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to make that trade any day. So am I worried about his ability to fight in the trenches? Not at all. But even if that does become a limiting factor to a very small extent, I'm willing to sacrifice that for the type of offense that Nagy likes to run. And that, yeah. and I can tell you as a linebacker myself, I hate it when there are athletic offensive linemen who are able to get off on veer releases and come, come up across and get you. I mean, it is really obnoxious. It makes it a lot harder to try to read and react. So – I'll tell you what, if if he's able to be this athletic and the pros, it's going to be a big problem. Why does it make it so much harder for linebackers? Can you explain that a little bit? That's interesting. Well, because linebackers, you have to read, react, and diagnose a play as fast as you can. So the second you read and react, you're going to go on a downhill path to your gap, wherever that is. And generally, if it's a view release, your gap is moving. So therefore, you're going to have to take an angle to wherever that is. And whenever there's a view release, there's going to be a guy coming to where your gap is and when you're reading and reacting, it's tough to also plan for a 300 pound person to be staring you in the face, waiting for you to get there as well. So then being able to use your hands and avoid that um, as long as the offensive lineman is able to be in a steady stance and be able to move with you a little bit. It's tough to get past that, especially if there's good technique and they're really good at being fast and getting out there and impeding your progress. That's really tough to get around because linebackers, regardless of how big they are, it's still a mismatch when you're getting an offensive lineman out in space in front of you, especially when the run play is going right past you at the same time. That's that's tough. To, uh, that's tough to account for. Yeah, and I'm looking here. He is up to 306 pounds, at least what I see here. And now I have some value going. So, uh, Nick, can you go real quick? Yeah. Um. So, I, in terms of like the weight and being maybe an issue, maybe not being an issue, I don't think it is. I mean, remember he is playing in the Big Ten, where these guys, these defensive linemen that are coming out of Ohio State and Michigan State, all these you know big. In, 
schools that have these high five-star prospects. They eat corn too. They eat corn too. So he's been blocking <laughs> those guys for his entire career at Iowa. And obviously these guys in the NFL are a step above, you know, obviously these big 10 players, but he's, you know, compete against the highest level of competition. It's not, or you know, arguably the SEC, but still it's a high level competition. So I don't think the weight is really going to be an issue. And Will, you made a great point with being technique. If you're technically sound, that can make up for being, you know, a little smaller, a little bigger, whatever it is, your, your uh, issue is, but yeah, I'm not really too concerned about that. Um, he, it just, I want to see what position he does end up playing. If it's actually going to be at center, what he's listed at, or if he's going to move over to guard, um, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, the issue, uh, the weight issue, not really a problem for me. And again, now he's an NFL player. What this all his time is going to be committed to getting bigger in the weight room. He's going to be eating a lot more. It's just all, everything <laughs> is committed to football now and not, you know, going to, you know, obviously class anymore. I mean, so now, now he's a, a professional. So that's, he's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get more athletic and get acclimated to this offense. So I'm excited about that. Hold on there, because he's not going to quit classes. I'm reading an article right now. That's what the ad noise is coming through. So second okay. screen monitor. Of course, there's always going to be some bugs, but I think I got that taken care of. But he was talking about he's actually planning to get his master's in public health. He's not going to give up on that dream. He still wants to get that degree. So we had someone last night. We talked about Roquan Smith, who went to economics because he wanted that challenge in the classroom. Now I have Daniels, who's someone who is going to continue to pursue his, pursue his degree. And he's also going to go get a master. So we got two really smart football players right now. And on top of that, everyone was enamored by Tremaine Edmonds being only 19. James Daniels is only 20. So it's another young player here for the Bears that we're, of course, going to get here on this line. He's someone who can be here for the next decade plus. Offensive linemen can play their mid-30s. We might have a 15-year beer in our hands if things work out according to plan, but he was talking about weight, right? Cause I talked about, I mentioned that he was a little bit underweight when well, now he's over 300 pounds. And on top of that, uh, someone asked him about that to combine. And apparently one of his quotes is like, Oh, it's easy. Just have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a protein shake every night before bed. I can gain 10 pounds in a week. Easy. So it's something that if Harry, of course, if Harry wants to have him gain some weight, he's not going to have any problem of doing so. Brandon, I want to go over to you. Anything that you found on James Daniels? Yeah. That, uh, uh, he was the only four-star prospect in Iowa's 2015 recruiting class. I find that very interesting. And I think that uh, obviously throughout his career, he was able to maintain that that rating and maybe obviously even grow on a little bit more. And now he's really going to help keep Mitch Trubisky up on his feet uh, because I th there were talks earlier in the year, potentially we'd have to play Ronis Grasso. Uh, but now we definitely obviously, obviously do not have to have to worry about that option if it can be avoided uh, regarding injuries, hopefully. Uh, but I think that definitely, regardless where he ends up, I mean, this Bears offensive line really just took a next step forward as far as keeping Mitch Trubisky upright. Yeah, no doubt about it. And real quick, I just want to take a quick pause. Uh, let's all kind of regroup ourselves just a little bit. And while we're doing so, I just want to ask you if you haven't yet to definitely review our show on iPad, uh, Apple Podcast slash iTunes, whatever you want to call it. It goes by multiple names. But right now, we're 24 reviews away from giving away a free Bears jersey. I really want to give one out. We've been talking about this ever since January. And when we started this, we needed 100. We're only down to 24. And honestly, there's more than 24 people watching now. I see almost nearly 200. And on top of that, if everyone listening, I know how many of you are out there. If that's the case, within one night, we can do this and get that review done and get that jersey sent out to a lucky winner. So don't forget to leave your Twitter handle in that review so we know how to contact you if you win. If you don't have a Twitter and you still want to leave a review, leave it, screenshot it, email it to thebearsbrothers at gmail.com. We'll definitely include you in this giveaway as well. 
But heck, you can get a Roquan Smith jersey, an Allen Robinson jersey, a Trubisky jersey, any jersey of your choice, even if you want to wait for an orange one. That's fine by me. It's up to you. You give us the time uh, to listen and uh, listen to our analysis, and we just want to pay you back just a little bit. So we want to give away a free Bears jersey. So definitely review the show if you can. All right, you're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Will DeWitt, joined by my co-host, Brandon Hazlett, Nicholas Moriano, and we also have one of our site writers, Will Ingles, on the show today. And, Will, I want to go over to you real quick, and I want to talk about uh, his elite, what I'm seeing here, at least through his scouting reports, his movement, and, and Matt Nagy's offense. How important is the movement of the offense lineman, their ability to move in space? Well, like I was mentioning a little bit earlier, with uh, with a pocket moving in regards to especially run plays, I mean – when you have an offensive line that, you know, one person runs faster than the other ones or one slower than the other ones, that creates a natural gap for linebackers to shoot through. So to have a bunch of athletic linemen to be able to create that wall more or less, especially on those sweeps and so on and so forth, that is absolutely paramount. And if you're going to have a lot of these zone schemes where you're going to have one or two guys that are releasing off and going to the second level, like I said, linebackers hate having a guy who's athletic and getting out there and sealing them. It's going to be absolutely paramount for Nagy's offense that likes to utilize the whole field to have linemen who are able to get up and get out. I mean, if uh, if Daniels does decide, if Daniels does become a guard, it's going to be huge if he's able to uh, roll out with Trubisky on a bootleg or so on and so forth. It just adds so many dimensions of versatility, and it allows Nagy to really utilize that entire field that makes his offense so dangerous. Right. Yeah. Good stuff there, Will. Nick, I want to go over to you. On the top of the show, after the pick was announced, you said he had some interesting stuff that you wanted to mention about Daniels. What yeah, it's funny because I actually uh, messaged my uh, old professor, who's also a reporter for the Hawkeyes, like, hey, do you have anything on Daniels and Josh Jackson just in case we draft him today? Well, we got one of them. And he gave me some uh, pretty cool uh, stories about Daniels. He said when Daniels picked uh, Iowa, he had the hats out in front of him. It was between Iowa Ohio State, where his dad played in the 1990s in Alabama. He picked Iowa in part because of his brother playing there. And he also added uh, another little uh, thing about him. He's a huge fan of FIFA and the NBA and is one of the most articulate players he's ever interviewed. And then you also mentioned it, Will, about uh, pursuing his master's. He wants a career in public health management after his uh, career playing, uh, his career end. So, yeah, just some little things about James Daniels there. It's funny that. Uh, you know, I just felt like with these guys on the board, these Hawkeyes on the board still, I, I just had to ask my teacher, my old professor, like, what do you know about him? You've been around these guys so, so many times before. Where are some cool tidbits? And I'm glad that I was able to, you know, tell you guys uh, about them because now James Daniels is a Chicago Bear. And what we were talking about right before he we went to me about his movement and stuff. And I found an article about uh, what he was able to do with the combine, even though he wasn't able to run the 40 yard dash because he, he did pull his hamstring. Um, I have in this article, he was so good during the mirror drills an exercise that tests footwork and hand placement that the NFL networks lead draft expert, Mark Mayak called it textbook and told producers to hold onto the film. Uh, the quote is James Daniels movement is good. Uh, though his per, uh, for leaning forward at the waist on tape showed on the field today, struggled to move quickly as the rabbit, in quotes, in the mirror drills. We'll be interested in his short shuffle and three-cone numbers. But we've been talking about this. When he's out in space, this is where this guy really excels. And that's where he's going to be you know, asked to do in Matt Nagy's offense. So this is exciting. The Bears obviously made this pick. For one, every single thing this offseason has been for Mitch Trubisky. Now you add a guy to help. You know, just keep Mitch Trubisky upright and, you know, just give the offense the best, uh, you know, 
opportunity to succeed. James Daniels obviously does that. So the, the Bears actually, they got probably a first-round talent in the second round. Nick, I mean, do you mind? Uh, sorry to cut you off, Will, but Nick, did it say he struggled as the rabbit in that drill? It said struggle to move quickly as the rabbit in the mirror drill. Now that's now that that's interesting to me because as a mirror drill, the rabbit is more of a defensive side of the drill. The mirror drill, as the mirror, you're supposed to be mirroring the moves of the rabbit. So I mean, the fact that he was great as the mirror is what you need to be concerned about. So okay, the rabbit, the rabbit is trying to make the mirror's job hard. Now at the very end of the mirror drill, the mirror is trying to copy every movement that the rabbit does. And then there's going to be a coach behind who is going to point the mirror to a certain direction. And then the rabbit's going to have to turn and run with them to that cone. So there is a sense of reaction for the rabbit. But as far as an offensive line drill is concerned, you're only really concerned about that mirror segment. So that is a critique that should be noted as far as like his quick ability to move in and out as far as the reaction is concerned, I guess. But what we're really concerned about, he was great in the drill, according to Mike Mayock. So. There you have it. And that's great. And now, I mean, honestly, when I read that, I'm like, what? Okay, what am I actually reading here? But thank you for <laughs> elaborating on that and telling all of our listeners and including me. Now I know when the mirror drill comes up and you're the rabbit. Uh, well, I know exactly what's actually going on. Thank you very much, Will. Not a problem. Wow. So James Daniels, when he first saw the field for Iowa, he was only 17 years old. I mean, again, he's only 20 now. It makes sense when he, he's a junior. But it's just amazing that he was able to step into a Big Ten football program and step onto the field as a 17-year-old. That is just, it's crazy when you think about it. And when I'm just looking at a few more scouting reports here, they talk about his high football IQ. So again, back-to-back picks where you're getting instant starters who aren't just, you know, athletic uh, athletes, but they're also very smart football players, not just off the field, but also on the field, high football IQ. And with that high football IQ, he's going to be able to diagnose uh, blitzes. So maybe he could be that center to do that. I mean, why here? He's a good center. We know that, but maybe he struggles at times a little bit that when you think about uh, those past few seasons. I mean, again, we'll we'll figure this all out as we go throughout this offseason. Brandon, I haven't heard from you for a while. How's it going? Good. I uh, just kind of trying to diagnose what you just said there about white hair. I don't know necessarily that he's not smart. I don't know. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't figure you did. I was just trying to make sure we were all straight there. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I do. I do. All right, guys. So when we're looking at... James Daniels, I want to know, what are some of your favorite things about him? We talked about a bunch, but which one stands out above the rest? Nick, you're the Iowa guy, so you can you can start it off. Yeah, I think him in space is what I really like about him. And I know what we've been hitting on this a bunch, but this is what I really like because you see some offensive linemen, even like elite guys, but when they get in space, it's just like they're a baby deer. So just, just not in their element, just not being, you know, in the trenches. So when he's in space, he feels comfortable. He's not going to just his technique's not going to be poor. So that's what I really like about Daniels that when he gets out there, he's going to set, like I said, he's going to set himself up, make the right block, spring a hole for one of these linebackers or one of these running backs, because that's exactly what he's been doing at Iowa and doing it against high level competition. So that's what I really like about Daniels. Oh, fun fact from Kevin Fishbane real quick. Uh, Daniels is the first Iowa Hawkeye that the bears have drafted in all of our lifetime. So the last time it happened was 1990. Not to date us or anything. Yeah, well, kind of a little bit. Yeah, I remember did. talking. Yeah, I remember talking to my professor about that. I'm like, when was the last time we drafted a, a Hawkeye? I mean, it's, there's been good players over the course of these years, but it's like, it's been a while. So, yeah, I mean, 1990, it's at the longest, but I mean, we are kind of young still. So, <laughs> yeah, that we are. That we are. Will, I want to go to you. What's your perhaps the top thing when you think about James Daniels that gets you excited that he's a bear? 
I mean, I'm not to piggyback and say exactly what Nick said, but man, especially as a linebacker myself, that that ability to get to the second level is just absolutely insane. Uh, it, it's it just creates a whole another problem and a whole another aspect to love about Daniels. It's it's definitely something that Nagy will employ each and every down, and it's really exciting, especially for someone who employs his zone blocking scheme as much as Nagy does. I mean, that is going to be huge, and that Jordan Howard will be eaten a lot this fall, and I'm excited to watch. Yeah, when I'm looking here at PFF, uh, one of the quotes I want to put it, it says, consistently under control, patient almost to a fault at times, and he has a great feel for his zone blocking scheme. That's exactly what we want to hear in Chicago. I mean, it, it just makes sense. I mean, Pace was going to pick a guy who not is just a great football player, but also a great fit. And just seeing that kind of just confirms what you're just saying, Will. And when I'm looking at his three-year stats, he had about 783 pass blocking snaps. And out of it, he only gave up eight sacks and five quarterback hits, 19 hurries. And for a guy who's playing in the Big Ten, that's pretty solid numbers. And even last year, he only gave up one quarterback hit, three sacks and six hurries all year long. So he's someone who's gotten better each and every year. And if you actually look at it, his quarterback hurries go from five to eight to six. So it's someone who, again, he's improving um, as he's going along here. And I ex expect great things to happen here on, in Chicago with just like Roquan Smith. He's going to have a great mentor, a great coach here in Chicago up in that offensive line. So guys, I want to know when you're looking at James Daniels, how does he fit? I know we talked about center or guard, but if you had your choice, what would it be? And Brandon, I'm going to go to you. Uh, I kind of want to put a question to Nick here. Did he play mostly center or did he play mostly guard at Iowa? It was mostly center, so that's where he's familiar with. Um, because right. then I would say I would expect him to play mostly center, then if that's what he's familiar with right now. But then Cody White has also played center, but we've also seen Cody White here play three different positions in one game. <laughs> so I feel more comfortable putting Cody White here as a guard and leaving James Daniels as a center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to, I think minicamp obviously is going to determine where these guys ultimately end up, what people are, mo what the line is more comfortable with. Um, but like I said, that's where he's most familiar with Daniels in terms of being at the center. So um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's going to have to play out uh, during training camp. I think. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm again, I don't, I, I think, Instantly, I think center because that's where he's comfortable with. And I think Cody White here, why he struggled a little bit last year compared to his rookie year, was just all the fluctuation. He was never able to get comfortable, not even for a moment. So even if they decide, hey, you're a guard now, this is where we kind of drafted you for in the first place, that's fine. I'm okay with it. Because, I mean, when you're thinking about all those botched snaps last year, that's what kind of comes to mind a few times. And it's something he could work on, of course. But if you have someone like Daniels, who we don't have to worry about it, he doesn't need to wor work on it, then you kind of tailor to everybody's strengths just a little bit more. So that's why I'm kind of seeing Daniels more as the center. But either way, the Bears interior of the offensive line, especially with a healthy Kyle Long, it's, it's getting exciting. It really is. Will, I want to go over to you. What would be maybe your expectations for Daniels year one? Year one. Well, if you're taking a guy this early in the second round, he's basically your first round pick. You expect him to plug in day one and you expect him, you know, a lot of times as an offensive lineman, especially in today's NFL, where all the gaudy numbers, you know, high receiving stats, passing stats, you almost want him to go in and you never want to hear his name. Because usually when you hear a linesman, lineman's name, it's because he either gave, gave up a really. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. 
Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Bad sacrifice for a holding call. So, I mean, not to sound crude, but man, I want him to plug in day one and I don't want to hear his name again for 10 years. <laughs> That's fair. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It makes really all the sense in the world. Uh, Brandon, I know you've been looking at some scouting reports here and like every prospect, every player, he's not perfect. Do you have any weaknesses that you found? Uh, yeah, I was looking at his uh, NFL draft profile here because uh, that's got uh, a lot of the, the highlights as far as weaknesses. But that, that list is short compared to his strengths. A lot of it's just got to do with his weight. Uh, not exactly having the most power at the point of attack. Uh, is going to struggle to recover if uh, a nose guard wins that point of attack. Uh, and he really kind of rushes himself to get to that second level if he is in space. So those were just kind of some of the weaknesses that I found. But a lot of us just really got to do with him not being quite up to the weight that some people would like him to be. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing to draw from that is, you know, that point of attack. Because like Will mentioned earlier, I mean, another site had him as patient almost to a fault. So, I mean, and, right. and, and that's that's prospect evaluation to its finest is that some people will see some things and some people will see others. And that's perfectly fine. But – I think definitely the main thing to take away from that is something that we've brought up might be a possible detracting factor from Daniels is that he might be lacking at that point of attack a little bit. But the nice thing is, as a center, for the most part, if you have a really bad nose tackle assignment, you'll likely get a little bit of chip help from the guard. There we go. I like it. And uh, looking at PFF, a couple other weaknesses that I think we should just mention because you may as well get a full SWAT analysis here of every player that we uh, draft all, well, all draft weekend. Uh, sometimes he has issues with locating the linebacker. And once he gets to space, he kind of struggles in changing directions, which really surprises me with someone who is athletic as Daniels is. And on top of that, he's a little slow to react to stunts on the looper, especially. He's a little bit uh, slow to move his feet. And that's where he kind of allowed 10 pressures this past season. So again, things that he can work on, especially with coaching, these are things He's 20. He's a perfect position to take his game to the next level. So for me, these weaknesses, even though they might have you a little bit concerned, I really would urge you not to be too overly concerned whatsoever. Uh, guys, did anyone come across any fun personal life hacks? Nick, you mentioned that his brother played at Iowa, but that's really all I've been able to find. Yeah, I mean, just from what I told you earlier, I was trying to find a little bit more on him. But yeah, I mean, he plays FIFA. And likes the NBA. So, I mean, that's about it. That's all I found. I mean, that's from my uh, former professor telling me that. Um, it's just trying to find things as we were, we were talking here. Couldn't really find anything. But, yeah, that's about it. There you go. No, hey, we, we got to find out what team he plays as then. Very true. Yeah, that'll be the next thing. We'll have to tweet him out. Tweet him. Uh, see if we can get a match going. I'm not very good at FIFA. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. Not as, not as good as Smash? No, no. Yeah, Smash, I'm like, uh, you know, high-level pro rook. Uh, then FIFA's like below rookie, if you can get below that. Olin <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crude tweeted out that the young man looks like a player to me, and I trust Olin Crude, so therefore he's a player. So apparently he plays football, so that's good. We've been talking about a football player this whole time. Confirmed. Football, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, that, that, <laughs> thank goodness. That's encouraging to hear that he, you know, he's a football player. We did it, guys. We did <laughs> we it. We did it. We're winning the draft. <laughs> hey, when you guys were talking, I was trying to find some fun facts. I made the mistake of not typing out the full name as what meet Jay's, uh, Jay Daniels, and it came up with all the Jack Daniels stuff. I was like, cool, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, that's not what I'm looking for. Backspace, backspace, backspace. But, uh, guys, let's go ahead and do some, uh, one of my favorite games, best case, worst case. Nick, I gave you worst case yesterday, so I'm going to give you best case. What's James Daniels' best case? 
Yeah, hopefully so people don't ridicule me for the best case scenario like they were doing yesterday with the worst case scenario. But James <laughs> Daniels, uh, best case scenario, um, obviously becomes a day one starter, solidifies that offensive line for the Bears, and is there. Like, well, you said it perfectly. If you don't hear about uh, Daniels, that's not that's not a bad thing. So if we, he's there, you know, only being 20 years old, is there 10, maybe even longer than that, 10 years down the road, and it's just a focal point of this offensive line that's a best case scenario a guy that you don't have to worry about you know he's going to do his job right and he's going to you know work at it every single day so that's a best case scenario i i mean obviously you want to see pro bowls you want to well actually you don't want to see pro well you want to see pro bowls but you want to be playing in the super bowl eventually right so but uh that would uh be the best case scenario just a guy that you can count on who's going to be there 10 years you know 10 years uh in this organization would be fantastic for james daniels all right. And Will, I'm going to give you worst case, but before I do, I'm going to let you stew on that just for a minute. Brandon, I'm going to ask you a question that it is related to Daniels, but it isn't. What's the future like for okay. Hronis Grasso? Uh, you know, that's a very good question. I think that his time here is starting to get short. He's really going to have to compete here in uh, training camp and mini camp to really show what he's got because uh, he's also a guy that was looked at as undersized and he improved uh, when he had to take over for Will Montgomery, if you guys remember that name when he went down in 2015. Uh, and every game he got a little bit better, but then he got replaced by Cody Whitehair and he just kind of never really built back up that, that confidence or that level that he was at because uh, he struggled with bigger guys. Uh, so I think that... Uh, just due to things that he can't necessarily control, uh, like his height, uh, he's just he's going to kind of fall off the board here. I think a little bit. Yeah, because when I'm looking at the, or well, at least when I'm thinking about the Bears depth chart here, I would rather have an Eric Cush than like a Cody White here. So right. I mean, he's not a Cody White here. Hironis Grasso, please yes. don't kill me. I did not mean to say that. <laughs> I meant Hironis Grasso. This is you know this is fun. This is unscripted stuff here, but uh, burn him at stake, guys. Yeah, I'm done. That's it. What's up, my guy, Josh Jackson? is going to be playing in Green Bay, and I hate Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. That is just awful Ooh. to see. I'm sorry, Nick. Yeah. You can't, you can't call me your guy now. <sighs> I, I can't. That's, no, you can't. That's unfortunate, man. I Wow. I want. I wish but, him the best. But you have another one who is your guy who's going yeah, to be on our team. True, yes. Very true. Man. <laughs> well, I hope he does well, just never against the Bears. There we go. All right. So I think, Will, you've had plenty of time to think about the worst case scenario for James Daniel. So go right ahead. Well, I like to put an asterisk next to my statement earlier that when you don't hear Lyman's name, that is the that is the best case scenario, because the worst case in my eyes is going to be Gabe Karimi, a name that you don't hear anymore, but not for the reasons that you want. So, kind of I mean, that's I the thing is that, uh, you know, come in, possibly, uh, you know, suffer injuries early on, but just never really get comfortable in your spot and fall off the face of the earth. That is the worst case scenario. I mean, and that's, that's any lineman for that matter is they come in, they don't do well in their opening games. They get benched and try to develop a little bit and they just never get to that level. So that is your worst case scenario. Oh man. Gabe Karimi, two words. I never want to hear that. Or Chris Williams, Chris Williams, Gabe Karimi. Oh God. We throw it to Marcus Webb in there too. Oh Lord, he was <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't a first round style. pick, so that's different. <laughs> we were just talking about bad offensive linemen, so I was just trying to throw guys in there. <laughs> sure, I was talking about bad offensive linemen with expectations upon him that <laughs> did not live up to him. <laughs> yeah, Webb, Web, you didn't even have expectations. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> right. Nick, I know before we went live, I, it just dawned on me. Did you talk about that Daniel slip because of an injury concern? Do you have any do you have details on that? Um, no, I, I mean, that was, I think from, who was that? I was listening to Matt Miller's podcast, I believe. And that's what they were, 
uh, saying, I don't know the exact injury, but that's where they were saying maybe he fell. Um, I don't know the specifics of what kind. I would have to go back and listen to uh, whichever podcast that was. I, I feel like I've only had three hours of sleep, so I don't even know if I listened to that on my way to work today or yesterday. I don't even remember. But, draft weekend, right? Yeah, draft weekend. And for sure. But yeah, I think that was a reason why he slipped. I just don't know the extent of what, what injury it was. All right. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I could definitely look that up while you guys are talking. So real quick, let's go ahead and let's hand out some grades. And Brandon, I'm going to go to you first since you are Mr. Trenches. Yeah, I give this one an A. I mean, we have to protect uh, Mitch Trubisky, and I think this is exactly the guy that uh, we need. We needed a versatile lineman. I had Billy Price in my mock draft, but James Daniels works just as well. A very athletic guy, can play center can play guard, uh, tough guys from Iowa. So uh, they, they breed some pretty good offensive linemen over there. Uh, I really like this pick. I'm going to give it an A or A minus. A or A minus. Wow. Talk about some certainty. Yes. Ah, lots <laughs> <of it. laughs> well, how about you? What's your grade? Um, I have to go with the B plus here. I think the prospect himself is very good, but perhaps, perhaps it's unjustified, but I, I'm not sure that this is the spot that the bears need to address with this high of a pick in the draft. You, I mean, that's still it's bugging me that we won't be addressing edge till Saturday. And, you know, it, it's much more complicated than just saying, well, why didn't you trade back? I mean, I don't I don't think it's a problem with Daniels not being a good enough player to take it this spot. But as far as addressing a need uh, with this pick, it does address a need that would eventually need to be addressed. But I mean, in a three, four defense, the edge makes the, the defense work. And if you don't have the right guys to do it, which they currently don't. It's going to be a long season on defense. So that's the only reason why I got to knock that grade down a little bit to a B plus. I still think Daniels as a whole will succeed and that he is a good pick overall, but there are still some nagging issues with the draft uh, approach overall. Not exactly the pick here. Okay. Question though. Do you believe Pace must have a few guys in mind in that fourth round that he's comfortable with taking at edge? Because I feel like you don't make this move unless you do. I, I would have to agree with you on that one, or maybe like we mentioned earlier, it'd be surprising, but he maybe has a plan to trade up to someone in the third round. I mean, we don't know where Shaquem Griffin might go. We uh, Obo Onkaronku, I believe is how you pronounce his name out of Oklahoma. He's a guy that you might want to pay attention to as the fourth round rolls around, but there are definitely some guys who could contribute, but you know, fourth round flyers, even though, you know, Pace has succeeded a lot in the late rounds, that's, this is not exactly stuff I want to take a wild card fire on because, like I said, this makes the defense work or not. Correct. You're right. We'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, Pace, I, I trust him, especially after this offseason. I think he's really proved to be the, you know, the man to really take this team, to really complete this roster that he's been building slowly but surely ever since his arrival here in Chicago. So I'm still going to be patient here. I trust what he's doing here in this draft. And when you look at it, uh, his first few years, he kind of drafted some prospects. But when you're looking at a Roquan Smith, you're looking at a James Daniels, those are two instant starters that we don't have to even think twice about last year. Like, like Adam Shaheen at this point, we're like, ooh, where does Adam Shaheen fit? He's a project. He still is a project. But right mm -hmm. now, you got someone who can start. And right, that really, at 39, that's a pretty good spot to be in to find someone who can instantly start on this team, no matter really what position. And we all knew interior offensive line was a need. Now it's not. So I'm feeling comfortable over there. Mitchell Trubisky is now going to be protected just a little bit better. And that's really, I mean, yes, the edge rusher is what makes the defense go, but keeping number 10 upright is what, what's going to make this offense go. So that's fine by me. And for those reasons, I'm going to give this one an A as well, because he's someone, Daniels, who I thought can definitely go in the first round. Someone who I thought would go in the first round. He fell right into our lap and we snatched him up. No complaints coming from me. Nick, Mr. Hawkeye. 
What's your yeah. Grade? So, I mean, this is a great pick for the Bears. Uh, obviously, fills the need, like you were saying, Will. Um, I'm going to give – I'll give it an A, but, Will, you were also saying that obviously edge rusher is a huge concern, and if Pace decides not to do anything for the rest of the day, you address that now in the fourth round with two picks there. Um, obviously, he has to be comfortable with that unless he's thinking about moving up. Um, and there were some quality edge rushers there. But in terms of James Daniels, the player, and what he's going to bring to the Chicago Bears, I think it's a great fit for them. Obviously, like I just said, it fills a need. The offensive line will get better. It will help keep Mitch Trubisky upright. So that's why I'll give it an A. But I do have my concerns as to who is going to be available in that fourth round if the Bears decide not to move up or do anything flashy and, you know, maybe the rest, uh, you know, of today's or tonight's draft. So um, it's a good pick. Still – we have holes to still fill. So let's see what pace does to address those holes. Uh, but Daniels will be hopefully a plug and play guy, solidify that offensive line. And then this only benefits uh, the entire offense. I would be floored if he's not a plug and play guy. If like somehow someone else starts over him, I would be absolutely just an utter shock. Yeah. Floored. Yeah. But is that, is that a bad thing though? Uh, if someone plays up over him, I mean, yes. that means we have a better quality offensive lineman or no, that means he's struggling and then we're in trouble. Yeah, that means he's not the guy who you planned on drafting. Uh, the, the reason you draft this guy at 39 right. is because he's going to go in and start right away. Because at this point, he is a prospect right now is better than anything we have on the roster. And if someone on the current roster ends up superseding him, that means that he is not playing to who we thought we drafted. Right. The, yeah. only, re- the only way I can see that possibly happening um, is if like maybe he has an injury in camp. And then to where he doesn't have the time to get those practice reps and stuff. And then you're forced to not obviously start him day one because he's just not ready or just hasn't had the time to practice. That's the only reason I could see that happening in terms of talent-wise and what he's able to do on the field. There's no, there's no way he shouldn't start day one. But, of course, barring an injury, that could change everything. But, yeah, this he should be a guy that just goes in there, wins that job over. Kush is a good offensive lineman. He's a backup, though. He, that's where that's where he's at. He, I mean, you put him in the start, that's not your best option moving forward for your offensive line. So you want Daniels to obviously win that job, and I think he will. Yeah, you put Kush in. That's fine. Even if, honestly, if the Bears would have thought Kush could have been the starter, I would have been okay with it. But the fact that you go ahead, you get Daniels now, he is the guy. And I I agree with the whole injury thing, Nick, but I don't predict injuries on this show. Yeah, well, <laughs> we just got to be realistic with uh, where the Bears have been once. with injuries and, uh, you know. Yeah, Brandon did once, and then he was right, and then I made the rule. Oh. That well, yeah, you I just broke though. that rule, and I'm just going to knock on wood right now. That's my guy. Don't I better find don't. some. Yeah, I have a desk right here. It's made out of wood. Knocked oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. All right, so speaking of injuries, Brandon, you said you found the injury that maybe have led to a slight fall here. Uh, yes, at the beginning of the previous season, uh, he had a knee injury that kept him out of the game opener against Wyoming. So maybe that's the one that, uh, made him drop to round two. Interesting. I don't. I believe there's something else as well. I mean, we'll look That's into it. We'll update people for round so four. That's the thing about these live reaction shows. We don't have all the information to hand, right. but I think at this point, I thought we did a. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. 
pretty darn good job of analyzing this pick on the fly. And Bears Twitter is going crazy, so much so that my little Twitter app on my desktop just totally crashed. So no clue what's going on over there. We'll reopen it uh, as soon as this podcast is over. But guys, any final thoughts on James Daniels? And let's just go, go ahead and go around the horn one last time. And Will, I'm going to begin with you. You know what? Overall, like you said, this is a pick, like we've mentioned, this is a pick that's going to fill a need. Regardless of my reservations about, you know, other needs in the draft, this was a need that needed to be addressed. And Pace went out and he found a guy that should come in and start day one. He is a fit for the scheme. He is a fit talent-wise. He is basically a steal based on where he should have gone. I can't be upset with the pick. Um, and I think Bears fans should overall be happy as a whole. All right. I like it. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, well, you said it perfectly there. This is a guy that fills a position on the Bears team that needed to be filled. It's going to help this offensive line. I think with the offense the Bears are going to run, he's going to succeed and excel there. So, yeah, this is a great pick. Uh, you shouldn't feel bad that uh, the Bears – look, the Bears could have gotten edge rusher, but they felt this was the best available player at the position. It's going to help Trubisky this offense. So, yeah, great pick. Uh, we'll see what he does. And just like Vic Fangio with Roquan Smith, Nick, would you believe that Harry must have been very high on James Daniels for them to go ahead and make this pick here? And if that's the case, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Vic Fangio obviously wanted Roquan Smith. Now you got to give it to Harry Highstand. He wanted to get someone that can help out his unit. And then if this James Daniels was a guy, obviously it was, you know, you go out and get him. You you make your, your coaches happy. And I, I bet you Harry Highstand, you know, has what he's looking at right now. He's got some pretty good players on the offensive line. He's got to be happy about it. Yeah, exactly. It's exciting to see what kind of potential uh, this Bears offense is starting to accumulate all offseason long. Honestly, I thought the Bears might go back-to-back defense. They didn't, and I'm still okay with it because we know how far behind that offense was last year. Defense wasn't too far. I mean, wasn't too far off. They're still top 10 in terms of total yards, but so edge rusher, like we mentioned, edge rusher. That's, I think, right now the biggest need on this team by far. Brandon, final thought. Can never have enough offensive linemen. Uh, James Daniel being athletic, versatile. I think this is an absolutely a great pick. Fills a need, and I expect him to come in and play right away. All right. Well, speaking of needs, we need to take to actually just leave. That's it. We're going to end this podcast because, well, yeah, that's all we got on James Daniels. We're going to be here all weekend. We're going to go ahead and publish this podcast, and we're going to sit here and wait for the chance that the Bears actually do trade back in. If they do, we'll be back. If they don't, we'll see you on Saturday. But until next time. Bear down, Chicago. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.